Buck Sexton. When was the last time you heard the government saying they wanted to protect a swamp? That's what they're doing. That's what a wetland is. It's a swamp. They don't say swamp anymore, though, because if you said swamp, people would say, wow, we really need all these federal regulations to make sure that uh, this swampy area stays swampy? I mean, do we want it to be swampy? Is that really it? Anyway. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Skip, I am... I'm tired. I'm really, really just just tired. Why? Why are you? What's, what's wrong, man? I'm just... And I gotta believe everybody else is, too. Yeah? For yeah. years and years, I've been at this. I have been at this. Things are wrong in the world, in America. It's just not supposed to be this way. Tea Party, anti-progressive activist for years now. And I am really, really exhausted. Now, I know this is a fight we're always going to have to have. I know you can never stop fighting. And I know people have fought and, and worked harder than I have for a lot longer. But part of my frustration is not getting enough bang for my buck, for my efforts. Of not, not seeing enough results from all of the efforts I've poured into it. And I know I am not alone. I cannot feel alone when... You work and work and work and then see the president and other people just steamroll you and the people you thought were in there fighting with you turn on you. I cannot be alone in feeling exhausted. I'm beyond frustration. I've had frustration for years. I have frustration at the, what's going on and then being frustrated that nothing is, is happening with the people that it should be happening with to change things over. And I'm just tired now. But I think, I think now we are on the verge of a great awakening. That maybe, just maybe, if we find some new areas to fight, we get some new weapons, that we may be able to see more. That we may gain more ground, do more with what we have. That's what I'm hoping for today and this weekend. Skip and I are live from Restoring Unity. Never Again is now at Birmingham's Legacy Arena. Now, the events are scattered around town, but uh, this morning we are at Legacy Arena. We are awaiting uh, the, the people that will pour into the arena beginning in the next 20 minutes, half hour or so, because right about now they are, they are leaving for their march, being led by Glenn Beck and uh, Bishop Lowe and many other pastors and people who are just tired, like I am and like you are. Tired of hearing never again, and then it just continues to happen. Tired of fighting and not seeing any progress. And look around and say, some of this should be so easy. Some of the people that are standing against me, some of the people that are working against me, are people that I know are good people and should be getting this. How come they're not getting it? And I'm sure many of them are saying, how come Doc's not getting it? What we're talking about here is something I mentioned to Michael Palka a couple of minutes ago, and that is common ground. I've talked about it before, and I think it's now uh, becoming even more evident that that's what we have to focus on. If you look at those people and you say, why aren't they with me on this thing? One One of our good Jewish friends was with us last night, 
And he looked around and he said, how come there's not any rabbis here? Not as a criticism of this event, because they were invited. They are welcomed, as all people are. But how come they didn't choose to come? How come there's not more Jewish people standing up and saying, you know what, you're right. Is it because I'm Christian? What, what are you missing? Ah, it's your progressive. You have some progressive ideas and values. You can't stand with me on the common ground that says people shouldn't have their heads cut off? That seems pretty simple. That seems to be one thing that we would be able to at least agree on. Let's let's not chop people's heads off. If there's, I mean, no, no, seriously, let's think about this. We talk so much about how far how far away Republicans and Democrats right. or liberals and progressives right. are. Can we at least sit down at the table? We talk about being bipartisan, reaching across the aisle. Can we all just agree not to cut people's heads off? You know what, Skip? If we convened a, a big conference, thousands of people, right, thousands of people sitting down, of all shapes and sizes, I would be willing to bet if you presented that, you would get a couple of a-holes in the back you're, going, no, you're, hold you're on, right. hold on, hold on. Nobody's head? Nobody's head. Wait a minute. When you say cut their head off, what do you mean by that? What are you, what are you insinuating? Because I got to tell you, right, you would start that. By what method are you talking? I mean, we can still saw, right? We just can't <laughs> chop. I agree. Chopping is wrong, but I mean, there should be some room to saw. Are you talking guillotine? You know, because my ancestry is French. You know, is that some criticism? Right? I mean, that's what they would start doing. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But but for the most part, I think people can agree on, let's not chop people's heads off. So, I mean, that's why, and you make a great point, too, as far as why, why can't we get together at an event like this and just agree on some of those things and say never again is now. For that, even if we're further away on other things, at least can we say never again is now to chopping people's heads off. Right. And I'm sure there's many other things. The truth is, if you, if you really think about humanity, what, what makes you a human being, what human being wants, desires, what they need, of course the lines between need and want have been blurred for many years, your basic needs to sustain life are food, water, shelter, not necessarily in that order, food, water, shelter, this is pretty much it, and by shelter I just mean um, getting away from the... Warmth ex- when it's snowing. Right, or the ex- being exposed the to harsh media. elements, right. Beyond that, <clears throat> to flourish, a human being needs something. It, it's a want and a need. We, need. we need love. We need connect. We need companionship. We need these things. I mean, God created Adam a companion. These are the things we need. I mean, think about that. Adam was living in the Garden of Eden. Uh, paradise. <laughs> He was in paradise. Had things pretty good. <clears throat> right. And I will not question God's choice of companion being woman. I'll just assume he knows best. <laughs> There's something I don't know, but he knows best. Just okay. let that one, let that one. Just yeah, let yeah, fly let by let there. That one fly by. But he said, it's better to, for you to have a companion. That, that is something for human beings to flourish. We need these things. We need love. <clears throat> Another friend of ours that we got a chance to, to see last night that we see from time to time he works for the company, does some, some work for us, and attends these events, a gentleman by the name of Greg. He shared with me a story years ago of meeting with a group of people and this uh, author, this inspirational author, writer. And this person handed everybody a, at the seminar a worksheet and said, I want you to fill this out. And on the first piece of pa- first page of the paper, it said, what are you afraid of? Write it down. And people feverishly started writing. 
Uh, I would have put down snakes. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not afraid of snakes. I just dislike them. So that wouldn't have been it. But, you know, you're right there. What I'm afraid of, losing my family, uh, not being able to provide for them, uh, health, whatever. And they wrote all this stuff down. After, you know, 20 minutes or so, they said, okay, you got your list? Okay. Uh, flip it over. Answer the next question. The next question said, no, really, what are you afraid of? Write it down. Because all that stuff on the first page, <laughs> that's not what you're afraid of. Really think about what all that means and what are you really afraid of? Eh, people are a little more puzzled and writing a little slower, started writing some stuff down. And uh, he said, all right, you got that? Okay, now flip the piece of paper. Go to the next question. And the next question said, no, really, really, what are you afraid of? Because that's not it either. And his point was, and he eventually made this point, that all that stuff you're afraid of can be boiled down to a couple of things. We're all afraid of being discovered as a fraud. Now that sounds like an odd thing. What is it? A fraud? Yeah. We're all afraid at work of people realizing, you know what? He really doesn't know what he's doing. That your spouse will realize you're not as noble as, you know, that you're not love worthy. Not that you're lying. Not that, that you're you're doing all of these heinous things, but we all have that level of doubt about ourselves, those insecurities. That's what he meant by fraud. Well, it's that voice in the back of your head, too. It's that voice that tells you you're not good enough or you're failing at this or you need to do this. Those insecurities, right. And we all have them. And to that point, it was, we're all afraid that we will not be loved. That's it. That's what all those fears come down to. You're afraid that if you, if you lose your job, and one gentleman stood up and actually spoke this. He, he used this gentleman as, the, as one of the points as he was going through these three questions. He said, what are you afraid of? Afraid of losing my wife? Or afraid of I, or I lose my job? And what does that matter? Well, then we'll suffer. And? Well, and that's not good. And? And he kept going. And finally the guy goes, that my, that my wife will leave me. That was it. His fear of that was not being loved. These are the types of things. <clears throat> well... If we all have those same basic feelings, and of course there are many variables, but if we have all these same basic feelings, shouldn't we be able to find some common ground on the biggest things? These same basic feelings? This morning, Skip and I had some, uh, some difficulties getting on the air, and it was filled with frustration and anger at, at ourselves and each other and other people and whatever. I mean, that's really frustrating. I mean, we're running and running and running. We, we rarely get sleep, and we're working hard, and we want to make a good showing. We want to help and all of this stuff. And there were delays. We were on, delayed. And the whole time during that hour that we didn't get on the air, we are literally sweating because we're running back and forth from the hotel to the arena and running around the arena and just sweat pouring off us in the Birmingham morning sun and uh, anger and what about this. And I finally just had to stop and say, I'm being tested again. That's what this is right here. In the middle of all of this, I'm being tested. I'm being tested because I'm getting frustrated and angry. And I lead with my sword. That's what I do. That's, that's what I, I am a reflection. <clears throat> I, I am I'm so average. I am I'm about as average as you get. There is so little exceptional against me, uh, about me. There is so little that is exceptional. I am, I'm average, and I'm a reflection of... Of what the average person goes through. And it's frustration and anger. That's it. So I was tested again this morning to say, you know, maybe you're supposed to learn a lesson here. And that's where we are. 
That's where that's where I am right now in all of this. One of the messages uh, over the past couple of days, and you've probably heard Glenn talk about this on the air as part of Never Again Is Now, is this idea that you're being called upon to do something and will you answer the call? And often, as Glenn is the perfect living example, the Lord chooses imperfect people. Well, we're all imperfect. How about the least among us? He chooses the least among us. <laughs> because, I mean, the Bible's filled with it, right? Yeah. He's filled with the, the Lord picking unlikely people. And Glenn's like, wow, you've gotten down to the the alcoholic Mormon. Okay, <laughs> right? I mean, speaking of himself. And uh, some other people echoed that as well. Well, Skip and I are minor, minor pieces of this puzzle. But our part in this is still significant, and he has chosen me to be somebody to speak on these things when I don't speak on these things. I speak on anger and frustration, and I mock people. So that's my challenge. The Lord's calling an unlikely person to bring you that message today, a message of unity and love. Not that I don't talk about these at times or certainly feel these things, but... I don't lead with those things normally. That is not normally my message. We are live from the Legacy Arena in Birmingham, Alabama, as part of Never Again Is Now. People coming together from all over and standing and saying, all of those times we've said never again, how come they keep happening? Shouldn't never again be now that we dig our heels in and say no more, enough is enough, that we will restore unity? That if only a handful of people, if 300 people stand up and say, we will walk together, we will stand together, regardless of our backgrounds and our beliefs and our faiths, to find common ground of love and peace and saying, I will love everybody else as I was directed to do. That we will love one another as Christ loves us. We are sitting right at the tops, uh, top of the steps of uh, one of the main entrances of Legacy Arena in Birmingham, Alabama. It's Skip Lacombe and Doc Thompson broadcasting live on the Blaze Radio Network. And I see now, Skip, making their uh, way up the steps, uh, the beginning of the march that started, oh, about 20-some minutes ago. <clears throat> at the front of the crowd, yep, there he is, Glenn Beck. Can you turn your meerkat? Yeah, uh, let me, he's uh, let me go ahead surrounded now. by the uh, paparazzi people and whatnot. You'll see Glenn uh, walking arm-in-arm. Arm. Is that Bishop Lowe next to that him? That is, yeah, Bishop Lowe sitting <clears throat> next to him. Uh, some other uh, some other pastors and ministers and many other people. <clears throat> Should we call him over? Should I scream at him? Mr. Back! Mr. Back! Glenn! Yeah, paying no attention to us over here. Wow. Wow. Uh, got just got snubbed by the big guy. I see. Oh, well. All right, we're going to get a, a break in, and uh, we'll come back with more on the Blaze Radio Network. Live from Restoring Unity in Birmingham. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> 